we're wearing the same shirt. Good copy, man. This isn't an this ASMR is podcast. This is Foley. I'm a Foley artist. I'm doing my Foley work. This is not what people tune in for. Welcome to Basic Cable. I'm your host, Carly. And I'm Lucas. I'm not saying hello. Why not, Lucas? I like goodbyes better than hellos. That's your Very Cavalry reference. We're going to get to that show later. Very Cavalry, just one of the shows we're talking about today. Basic Cable is here to talk about those shows that you might feel like you have to label as a guilty pleasure, but we don't subscribe to that. We watch them with pride. That's right. Today, right. we are talking about Very Cavalry. Floribama Shore, our Summer Jam shows, and finishing up with some Emmys talk. All right. Quick question, Carly. Are you having a hard time reading the words on your computer screen right now? No. Okay. Are you? Yes. F- full disclosure time. We spent all of last night at a casino that was about an hour away from our apartment, got home, played like two hours of volleyball, and have spent past like three hours pounding beers so this could be this could be a wild ride a great segue into my next point which is we're really depending on this podcast to be successful because we lost a lot of money at the casinos last night so this venture needs to turn out to be profitable for us at some point so listen tell your friends subscribe rate us on itunes send us cash money orders jeffrey bucks whatever you prefer Please don't send us Jeffrey oh, yeah. Bucks. Storage Rush doesn't exist anymore. What are we going to do with our, all, of our, all those Jeffrey Bucks I've been I'm squirreling away? Our, our mailbox is going to be full of Jeffrey Bucks. I've been on the Jeffrey Bucks standard. People like, when the economy's bad, they turn to gold. I turn to Toys R Us gift cards. Not anymore. Well, it was a bad investment on my part. Jeffrey has been put out to pasture. To set up what Very Cavalry is instead of us trying to explain it, I will just read the press release that E! Network put out. The unscripted series will follow Kristen's life as a businesswoman launching a flagship store for her lifestyle product line, Uncommon James, and wife to her husband, former professional football player, Jay Cutler. And also future professional football player, Jay Cutler. I'm convinced he will play again this season. This isn't a sports podcast. All right. Keep it to yourself. Lucas, before we get into the show itself, we both obviously need to establish where we stand our baseline for Kristen Cavallari. You first. Team LC, all day, every day. That's all I got to say. Did you at least appreciate the character of Kristen, especially in season two when it really wasn't her versus LC anymore? Yes. Did you watch any of her Hills episodes? Yes. I didn't really. I tapped out after LC left. Again, I'm not a huge Kristen guy. I'm, I'm an LC guy. I was totally Team back. LC, but I can appreciate that Kristen had an excellent place on that show. She certainly did. Explain to us why Jay Cutler is the exact type of person she deserves to have as her husband. Well, because I think 
what makes Jay Cutler fantastic as both Kristen's husband and as a reality TV character paired opposite her is the exact same reasons why fans of the Chicago Bears, for the most part, and secondarily the Miami Dolphins, hate Jay Cutler. He's apathetic. He's smug. He's a bit prickish. Uh, he's aloof. Uh, he smokes cigarettes on the sideline. <laughs> I knew Allegedly. nothing about Jay Cutler other than that he was he very bad. Cigarette. He wasn't very. That's the thing about Jay Cutler. He wasn't very bad. He just didn't win, win very many playoff games. And he, and unlike Joe Flacco, who takes a lot of similar Elite criticism, quarterback Joe Flacco, well, right? He he never got particularly. He wasn't a rah rah guy, and I think even more so than Joe Flacco. Joe is just, elite quarterback Joe Flacco. Joe is just sort of a flatline, boring dude. Jay Cutler is more than flatline, boring dude. He is borderline, like sinisterly, like 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 so above it all that he comes off as an arrogant asshole, which is fantastic for me. Would you watch a Joe Flacco reality show? No, because he's boring. But if but, but but Joe would never marry Kristen Cavalletti. That's the difference between Jay Cutler and Joe. Joe is so boring that he married just, you know, some random, you know, not random, I'm sure she's lovely, some, you know, non-famous woman. Jay Cutler cares enough about sort of celebrity to marry Kristen, but doesn't care enough to change his personality to more align with what is traditionally expected from a reality TV show husband. He doesn't care. So this show is, on its face, supposed to be about Kristen opening her store, Uncommon James, which I only knew as a jewelry line, but apparently is a whole lifestyle brand. Can you you just describe just briefly what a lifestyle brand is? It's sort of a catch-all term for any brand that sells jewelry or home goods. I can't really define it. It's apparently you can just buy a lot of crap that is uncommon James. So do we think like the best example of a lifestyle brand would be like Goop or like the Kardashians or something like that? Less the Kardashians, more Goop, Martha Stewart, anything that you can just slap your name on and say it's part of your brand. I wouldn't say the Kardashians are a lifestyle brand because they're mostly fragrance makeup. Maybe. I'm looking at the Uncommon James website. Pretty much it's jewelry and home goods. What is home goods? Like painting? Candles. Who who cares about that shit? A a notebook with Boss Babe embossed on the cover. (laughs) Gotta have it. How much is it? Wooden spoons. How much is that Boss Babe notebook? It's an address book and it's $39. Great deal. What do you think the cheapest thing here is priced? Uh, on on the Uncommon James website? Yeah. I don't know, nineteen ninety nine. Nothing's dot ninety nine anymore because that's tacky. <laughs> well, okay, me, I will tell you the cheapest thing on this website, but you are close because I don't think this should count. A recycled fashion waste gift box. What does that mean? What's fashion waste? It's basically a shoebox made out of recycled materials. Okay. The next most expensive thing on the website for the home goods is an Uncommon James mason jar candle for $18. Uh, 
Interesting. All right, back to the show. I've got a question for you. She has a serving board for $88 on here. You got served, board. I'm going to get a serving board that says you got served on it. That'd be hilarious. Uncommon Lucas. Check for it in 2019. I'm coming out with my own lifestyle brand. Oh my God. (laughs) Do you like cheap beer? That will be on our Instagram things. That would be part of the Uncommon Lucas lifestyle brand. Yes. (laughs) Sorry about this long segue. I just thought it was important to let people know what is on the Uncommon James website. The, the show sort of establishes establishes itself as the Cutler Cavalry clan making a life for themselves in Nashville. It's a new phase in their life. It's really talked about how Jay is not playing pro football for the first time. He's home a lot, and this is giving Kristen the opportunity to open her own store. Right, but let me ask you a question. So Kristen is from Chicago. Jay spent most of his professional career in Chicago. If you were a member of this family, would you want to uproot yourself from your life in Chicago and move to Nashville? Kristen has no connections there, assume, presumably. No, but as we heard on the show and then we did our own research, Jay went to Vanderbilt, so is familiar with Nashville. They got married in Nashville, so I think they really like Nashville. Well, Jay does, but does... Kristen likes Nashville. Okay. She sat on the show. We came down here. We got married here. It's where I want to raise a family. You can have a lot more land. Well, sure. They have a a straight castle. And she's from Chicago, but she did spend her teen years in California. She spent her early 20s in California. So I think she's okay with not being in Chicago. Wait, what? She she spent her teens in California? How will we know? How will we know? How will we know that? It's... It, her Wikipedia, her Wikipedia page. Dig out a copy of her yearbook or something. How did you, you find out she lived in California? So yes, we're supposed to be following Kristen and her employees, but Jay Cutler is the true star of the show. He is a hero, unintentionally. And even though he's pretty awful, I do see a lot of you, Lucas, in that, and I hope that's okay for me to say. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm proud of that fact. I, he's fantastic. What do you think his best line was? I was trying to do an act out with you, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't. My impressions are good, but I don't have a Kristen. I bet, and you, you don't do. have a Jay. Uh, that's just my regular voice, and your Kristen is just your regular voice. That's not. No, you. I can do okay. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> okay. But that's all but I can I'm do. Jay. That's a Steve. one. That's your one word impression. Uh, all right. Well, the, you know, a- ask me. Uh, all I want to know is what you thought her the Jay's best line was. Jay's best line was when she asked him for like some sort of professional support and some, you know, uh, reassurance that her business was going to do well. And he told her that it was guaranteed that there were going to be days that she would have no customers. That was the best line. I won't do it because I, I don't know exactly what he said. Do you recall? Yes. Kristen right, says. Kristen says. I can't believe I'm opening my own store. This is so crazy. She goes, what if there are days where no one comes in? That's guaranteed. Definitely going to happen. Yes. Jay essentially tells her, yeah, there are days where no one's going to come into your store. It was excellent. It was excellent. Also, when Jay even wasn't speaking, just hearing about what Jay is doing in retired life, he's watching deer cams. He's going hunting with his dad. No, he's watching deer cams of property and deer that he doesn't own so theoretically he will never hunt these deers he's just watching them as like 
you know, film prep? Like, does he still think he's in in football and that by watching film of deers, he's going to be a better hunter? No, I think I don't know. I'm looking up. I just googled deer cam website. It's taking me into the dark web. Just kidding. No, it's not. But yeah, he Kristen is lamenting about how freaking bored she is with Jay around the house. She really wants him to get a job, do something. And he is just at home. He's got about 40 traffic cones in the garage where he's coning off where her employees can and cannot park in their massive driveway yard situation. Absolutely. It's an interesting dynamic. I think a lot of people well, our parents' age go through this where their significant other retires and then they're home all the time. It's weird when you're a professional athlete and you're 36, 37, and you're done. You don't have to work anymore. What do you think it is? Like, what do you think Jay and Kristen's, like, early courtship, like, relationship was like? Do I don't remember, but I know they broke up. And then as soon as they got back together, it was announced that she was pregnant. Okay. Because he does not strike me as a guy that is going to really go all out on like early... We saw a date scene from them. That was another hilarious J-line. The, the sweet waitress <laughs> oh, at a very like upscale restaurant is, uh, you know, hands them their menus and asks, asks, you know, do you guys have any questions about the menus? Jay says... No, I don't. Hands her the menu back, orders a steak, and sends her on her way. <laughs> it was epic. And they got their own private room because they didn't want to be surrounded by fans. What do we think about Jay's fashion? <laughs> Look at this. I found a picture. <laughs> so he's wearing, a obviously, a camo hunter's hat. Some sort of, like, Patagonia He uh, always looks vest. sick. He, well, he, he he does. You're right. He's he's got the dark circles under his eyes and the he, red nose. He looks like he's been on a bender. You know, God bless. I look like I've been on a bender for 99 percent of my life. So. I also loved when he claimed that he basically curated Kristen's entire wardrobe. Yes, Jay is is. So here's my. I've I've decided that the best comparison for Jay is. Uh, um, fuck. Al Bundy from Married with Children. He just, he seems to hate everything. All he wants to do is his own thing. He's, he's Al Bundy. How do you think she talked him into doing this show? That was the other line. I just remembered. Kristen comes home and she's like, you'll never believe what happened today. And Jay goes, did you win the Powerball? <laughs> As if this couple needs to win the Powerball. That's where his mind goes to. No, I think it was more like that could be the the only interesting thing that you could have done all day. Like, everything that you've done today is boring to me. So the only thing that would be exciting is if you were to have won the Powerball. Did you make as much money as I did like, last otherwise, year? don't tell me about it. Until you win the Powerball, I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth when you come in this door. Yeah, they, they deserve each other. They do. The other thing we're supposed to care about in this show is the supporting cast of Kristen's employees who will be in charge of running her store. Uh, they're kind of, un well, they're kind of forgettable. Reagan is very ditzy. Shannon is one of those kind of longtime friends of Kristen slash employees, so she feels like her job is pretty safe, but she's really 
kind of lazy and bitchy. And then there's this new girl, Brittany, who's going to be the store manager. She's from Philly. She doesn't do the whole bless your heart Southern act. And Brittany and Shannon don't like each other. That's all you need to know about those three. But Shannon had this great line that I'm still trying to parse. Where they're at a party, they're doing shots. Brittany declines because she doesn't have a chaser. Shannon goes, I need you to be straight no chaser in real life. In alcohol life. And in alcohol life. Hashtag alcohol life. I mean. I, I, I don't know what that means, but. What would your best, and don't say it's the same because alcohol life is real life, but what would you say is the definition of being straight no chaser in think, real life? I think what she meant was that you have to be real with people whether you're sober or you're drunk. So in real life, you have to be real with people like, you know, in the workplace, but also you can't be a completely different person when you're drunk, which is alcohol life. But that again, doesn't make sense because she exhibited that exact behavior. It's a baffling line. I don't know what she meant. I think in alcohol life, she meant just take your chasers or take your shots. No chaser. Don't be a bitch. But in real life, I think she meant, you know, if you have a problem with me, just say it. Because earlier in the episode, she waited a while to confront her about something. But Shannon's a hypocrite then because Shannon was talking shit about Brittany behind her back instead of just telling her, hey, I don't think you're really the boss of me. The funny part of that quote is not straight, no chaser. It's alcohol life. Well, yeah, obviously. But I think she means in real life, just come to me if you have a problem. And then in alcohol life, just take your shot take your without shots. meeting a Gatorade chaser. A Gatorade chaser? <laughs> You didn't chase with Gatorade? in college? Yeah. We have a bottle of Pop-Up in the freezer. We have some Gatorade chasers. Who was... What were we watching where they were chasing with blue Gatorade? Was that Floribama Shore? Probably. We'll get to that in a second. That's a good segue. Are we moving on? No. Oh, do you remember what Kristen's nickname for Jay was? Les Mis. Yes! So funny. Credit to her. That's that. I mean, she's not necessarily known for having really witty lines, but that was a good one. She's known for having like cutting, biting, th- and I guess that that qualifies. All right. Well, then good for well, her. We're moving on from Lee Miz and Kristen. We will be watching Very Cavallari. I think yes. it's going to be pretty funny. It's more of a glossy, high-produced reality show than we <laughs> normally watch. Look at this picture of Jay. He's wearing a Carhartt hat, a bomber jacket, and the meanest, like... like That's him looking at Reagan for only carrying I, two cones. I, I know. He's just got the most disgusted look on his face. He's, he is truly the best. So we're going from our glossy, polished reality show to Floribama Shore, season two, back on MTV, produced by 495 Productions. Sally and Salisano were big fans. Yeah, she's big fans of us, apparently, right? Apparently. <laughs> Sally Ann, we love you. I love your production company. We would love to talk to you about it, especially about Party Down South. Seriously. We have a lot to talk about. So many questions. How's Lil Bit doing? Oh my god, she's a kid. I know. This is not Party Down South talk. Wish it was. I, w- I know, can we just go back and do a rewatch? <laughs> a 48 episode podcast about Party Down South. If you guys would listen We're to... We're canceling a, this. Sorry, yeah, this is over. No, no, no. This is, a, this is real. If you guys would listen to... You prefer to listen to an, a, 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 just a recap binge of Party Down South, we'll do that instead. We're talking Floribama Shore. Season 2 premiered this week. 
Yes. We were so excited for it to come back. We didn't really have any lag time because we watched all no. of season one last week. Right. Season two, first thing we need to address, how the cast looks from season one to season two. Because you know if you were on TV and you watched yourself, you'd be like, oh shit, I need to. I'd be, I would be so buff. I'd you'd be, be like, I need to like look better before I go on TV again. I would do exactly what the members of the challenge did. Just get on a, a cycle of steroids. I, w- I would 100% be on steroids. The <laughs> I'd work out 45 minutes a day and then just cycle steroids. I just don't want to see you on steroids. Well, you know, good thing I'm not on any of these shows. I'm, I'm too old. Please put us on the challenge. Actually, you know what? Jay Cutler... More, even more of a hero. He gives hope to guys that are approaching their mid-30s that they can make a resurgence as a reality show star. Jay? Okay. You yeah. need to just get off the very cavalier. We're on floor Bama Shore. The only two kind of noticeable differences in looks, or three, Gus seems to have shortened his pompadour, pompadour. look a, li- a little bit. Slightly. Bare- barely. It, noticeable. Yeah, but only because it was on about a 15 out of 10 as far as just crazy scale the first season. Now it's at like an 11. I'm going to see if we can get on the show and he can walk us through the steps to get it like that. Okay. Um, Kirk looks worse. Yeah, Kirk has like these weird like mutton chops that do not... They're, They're standalone. They're island mutton chops. They do not connect to his sideburns. They don't connect to his goatee. It's a weird look. Not great. No. Nilsa looks like Kim Kardashian. No, Nilsa looks like Nassim Padrad playing Kim Kardashian on SNL in 2008. Darker hair, bigger lips, well, she seems, more eyebrow, more contour. Yeah, and she also has that like dark lipstick, like outline, like Latina gang member from like 2001 look going on, which is interesting. Amy, though, our fave, yes, looks great. Well, well, Courtney's Second. our fave, but Amy looks great. She does. She seems to have gone, she seems to have stepped away from platinum blonde and more of just nice blonde highlights. Okay. Looks great. She's ready for season two. Very confused about why she drove from Perdido, Alabama to Westminster. With Westminster, South Carolina. Carolina yeah. Back to PCB, but yeah, you that know. that didn't make much sense at all. Someone had to pick up Kodai. No one wanted to. <laughs> I'm happy none of the cast got too famous in the interim between seasons that it seems harder to watch. I think any show where the cast is famous becomes a little bit yeah, I mean, harder to kind of... do we think that they... Like, are they doing like bar tours the way that... Probably. The way that Real World and Challenge and Jersey Shore people did where they just make appearances at clubs and towns all across... Probably. They're verified on Twitter. They've got, they've got fan bases, so... They're not, but they're not Jersey Shore level no. famous yet. They're Certainly not part not. of the zeitgeist. They're part of our zeitgeist. So we won't spend too much time on this. Not a lot has happened. The first episode was just the first night they were there. There was already so much drama. Yeah, the first episode was a bit underwhelming. You know, it, it, it by no means was the best episode of the show. Uh, in fact, it was probably, you know, it, it, compared to some of the, the first season episodes, you know, on the scale of best to worst closer to the worst than the best but, but this season on looked great yeah the this season on portion at the end they go on vacation New Orleans. that is a staple of 
a reality show yeah, is, is going on vacation. They didn't do that last season, so it should be fun. I'm sure they will have a good time in New Orleans. We're all in. Yeah, still all in. All right, Lucas, twist on the summer jam. What is your summer jam TV show? Can't be Slower Bamashore or Very Cavalry. My summer jam television show, Succession on HBO. Programming note, I don't like Succession. I think I was second screening it during our first episode and halfway through just decided to go into another room because I was that bored. Uh, I I will agree with you that it was a tad slow getting started. However, the the past two or three episodes have been absolutely fantastic and I would argue that it's the best show on television right now. Not that there's a ton of competition given where we are in the TV season, um, but... Name a better show that's on right now. I mean, I, I know you. I know you will, but I will disagree with you. So maybe I should rewatch it. Maybe I should give it another chance from the beginning. The performances are fantastic. They walk a very tight rope between comedy and drama, and also between being a show that steers into its characters' excesses while also shining a mirror on how outrageous they are, and walks a tightrope between asking you to like these characters and acknowledging that they're inherently hateable. So it's, it's, it's better than it, it probably ought to be is the thing. Like, or is it better than the marketing suggested it would be? That that's certainly possible too. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at like the, the marketing suggested that it was going to be billions family style or whatever. And I, but I think it's, proven to be far more interesting than that all right my summer jam show is a show that lucas doesn't watch so this is fair younger it's in its fifth season it's not new but i have been on this show since the beginning excellent performances it's fun it's just kind of a glittery summer fun show and they found really creative ways to sustain the concept through five seasons it's a great show to air in those 10 weeks where there's no other TV to watch. And like probably mentioned, I don't watch it regularly, but I've watched enough episodes and I will agree that it's charming and the performances are, you know, they're nice. Uh, what's her face? Haley Duff or, or Hillary Duff is very, actually very funny. So good for them. It's awesome. I love that show. More love for Sutton Foster. What is, what do I, what am I supposed to know her from? You're not supposed to oh, know her. Okay. She's a, she's a Broadway uh-huh. Broadway star, but she was in Bunheads. Oh, you're right. Okay, I I, I did knew you watch Bunheads? I, I watched the first, I don't know, like chunk of episodes that they ran. Why? I don't know why. What brought you to ABC Family to watch Bunheads? I don't know. Bunheads, excellent show. I'm Team ASP all the way. Cannot wait to talk marvelous Mrs. Maisel when it comes back. Who are you going to talk about that with? You. No. I'm reaching for your hand. You did you not find the pilot entertaining? I did. Okay. I, I found diminishing returns beyond that, though. I don't think you watched another episode. I did. But marvelous Mrs. Maisel got itself quite a few Emmy nominations, including best comedy and best lead actress in a comedy and best supporting actress in a comedy. So good for marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and we're talking Emmy nominations, which came out this week. Yeah, let's talk it. Let us chat about it. History was made. 
Netflix topped HBO. It's the first time a streaming service has won the number of nominations race. And it's the first time in almost two decades that HBO has not come out on top with its nominations. Do you think HBO cares? I mean... Totally. But the, if they if they wanted to compete with Netflix, they would just be throwing out content upon content upon content upon content. They, they, they don't have the same model. No, but their model of doing a few shows that got at least... 18 to 20 nominations each used to put them at the top of the pack every year. Well, right. I mean, I think this may be a reflection more of a changing landscape in both television and the way that the Academy views television than HBO falling off. No, they definitely didn't fall off. It was Netflix 112, HBO 108. It was not like a big disparity. But GOT, Game of Thrones, still had the most nominations of any show, correct? Yes. All right, so. So while Netflix is doing a lot of shows that get a lot of nominations, HBO is doing fewer shows that get a huge amount of nominations. Which is what they In those technical do. categories. Right. That's no different than, than what HBO has always done. But I, I mean, I suppose it, it is interesting in that this may be sort of a hinge point as far as the Academy goes in starting to recognize streaming services for their contributions. We've both looked at the Emmy nominations list. Let's yeah. talk about what made us happy, what made us mad. All right. What made me most happy was Kevin McManus and Matthew McManus getting a nomination for Outstanding Writing in a Limited Series or Movie for Netflix's American Vandal, which I may argue was the best piece of tele- single piece of television of the last year. I really haven't seen you laugh that hard at a show. It's, I mean, it, 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 it's so brilliant and so juvenile. It's, it's, it's really hard to strike that back. I mean, it's, it's sort of what, like, you know, kind of the early Judd Apatow movies would strike a balance so well of being just crass and silly and juvenile, but also being the best written thing, you know, in the movie theaters in any given, you know, movie season. That's what American Vandal to me was. So I am so glad that the Academy recognized that. Also, shout outs to Issa Rae. She got a nomination. Very well deserved. All of the folks from Atlanta, including Cat Williams, Alligator Man, got a nomination. Very well deserved. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. We liked Barry. Loved it. I'm so happy about Ted Danson getting a nomination for The Good Place. I still think it was... I think The Good Place should have been in the best comedy category instead of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Absolutely. I like that show, but it was not that funny in its third season. The Good Place is amazing. Well, let's quickly run through the outstanding comedies, outstanding dramas, and you tell me which of these you think is deserving and which of these you think is just the Academy blowing smoke the way they always do. Okay. So comedy series, we've got Atlanta. Are you going to go through and I'm just going to say deserving or not deserving? Yes. Okay. Atlanta. Deserving. Barry. Deserving. Blackish. I don't watch, but I believe it's deserving. Okay. Curb. I'm torn. I liked the season, but I think it was a, uh, you know, kowtowing to Larry David. Did Yeah, I mean, did Curb do anything approaching what Atlanta accomplished this season? No. No. All right, Glow. 
Deserving. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Deserving. Silicon Valley. This season, not deserving. I agree. I, I mean, and this is a show that we both enjoy and have watched. And this is not about the lack of T.J. Miller. It's not about the direction of the show. It's just, it hits the same notes, which are funny notes, but it's hit the same notes for five seasons. Yeah, they appear to have sort of a, a skeleton as far as the way that they want the, the seasons to be plotted and refuse to deviate from that, even in the slightest. I agree with you. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Not deserving. All right. Drama series. The Americans, final season. Deserving, if only for a few specific episodes and performances throughout the season. And I think you agree with me. We we think this might be a Lifetime Achievement Award recognition from the Academy, given that... I don't think they'll win. I think it's just I don't, a... No, I don't think they will either. But that was a fantastic show. It has been arguably one of the most underrated prestige dramas of the past five years. I loved it. I wasn't. I didn't think the final season was its best, or even close to it. However, I'm I'm happy for the Americans. Great show, uh, The Crown. Absolutely deserving. Game of Thrones. Deserving in that it really upped the stakes for the final season. I know the performances and the writing and all that. The plotting was a little bit suspect, but I would say deserving. All right, Handmaid's Tale. I don't watch. Can't weigh in. I thought you'd been watching it. I've been watching the first season. Well, to give me just your thoughts on because I've read the book and I've not. The ever second seen season a... completely deviates from the book. Okay. The first season ends at the book's end, so second season I've heard is a lot of, you know, she gets so close to escaping, doesn't get so close. It's very brutal. I've well, heard it's just a really hard watch. That's what I heard about the first season too, and I, I yeah, I mean, I just there's so much misery that exists in our world i don't need to know that we need a show that dwells in misery like that all right uh stranger things season two i don't know i would say not i would actually say not too and i, and I love stranger things the first season and if anything of the, of the second season but there were there were entire episodes of that second season that were truly bad so i would say if anything that I liked about Stranger Things season two, or thought was the strongest part of it, was the performance of the character Will, who was absent in season one because he was in the Upside Down, but really portrayed this having been possessed yeah, character. He was damaged, yeah. I mean, the the kid, the, the performances from the kids were just as good as they were in season one. It's just you know, did we need a second season? No. So. Plotting and story and that whole eleven episode meeting other. Other 11s? Yeah. No, yeah, not good. Moving Uh, on. Okay, This Is Us. Deserving. All right. Westworld. I don't know. I I will answer for her. Not deserving. In a weird way, I didn't watch Westworld season one, but could kind of follow Westworld season two. But I think I followed Westworld season two as much as people who watched season one, which tells you the show is not really building on anything or making any sense. Well, the fact that you followed it as much as people that watch season one is more of an indication that nobody actually could follow it. It, I mean, you could just pop in anywhere and just be equally as confused as everybody else. And it was not an enjoyable sort of, you know, second screen week long experience way that season one was with trying to 
you know, figure things out and then Reddit having figured out like four or five episodes in advance. Just the, the, it was, everything was so convoluted that it didn't even, it wasn't even fun to follow the theories this year. I'm, I am so out on Westworld. That said, Lucas will absolutely watch season three. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every episode. And not that I actively root against anyone, but my last kind of Emmy take was that I'm really happy Modern Family wasn't nominated for pretty much any major category this year. That show hasn't been funny in years, and it was just an Academy darling that, you know, Julie Bowen and Ty Burrell, and so I'm just happy to see it finally not getting the recognition that it doesn't deserve. Okay. That was a weird double negative, but I think I'm following you, You're fine. I'm, I'm happy that it didn't get nominated because it didn't deserve it. Agreed. And I think in nine seasons, it's gotten nominated every year. I mean, it's just too many. Until for, now. For any show. Like, yeah, we don't need it. No, no show is that funny that many years. No, definitely not. Really excited for the Emmys. We'll get, when we get closer, we'll make some predictions. We'll do some, you know who we'd like to see win and who realistically we think will win because the Golden Globes tend to be a little more exciting in that they go with newcomers. They go with the kind of the buzzier shows, shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Affair, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Those have all been recognized by the Golden Globes voters. Emmys tend to go more toward the traditional picks. Yeah, which is why I'm so. Lastly, before we get off Emmys, let's let's tell the listeners who we're rooting for in drama and comedies. Okay, I'm I thought rooting, we just said we're going to do like predictions and no, who we're rooting we're for not closer. But uh, just just who our heart, just a pick from the heart, and my pick from from the heart for outstanding comedy is Atlanta. What's yours? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And your pick for drama, The Crown. The Americans. Oh, and one other pick that I'm rooting for is Megan Amram. She... Oh, yes. I want to get the name. Megan wants an Emmy or something. An Emmy for Megan. <laughs> Give Megan an Emmy. No, an Emmy for Megan. Um, Megan Amram decided she was going to make her own web series and try to get herself a... Nomination and a win for Outstanding Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. Specifically, performance in an Outstanding Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. She did a perfect six-episode web series. Perfect. Every episode about two, two minutes and 45 seconds. That's all I can take. If you like Parks and Rec, if you like The Good Place, then you already like the work of Megan Amram. She is a writer for those shows. She is so funny. Yes, she is. Episodes one and five of her web series are the funniest. Which one was five? That was the... The, the violin and the singing one. The national anthem one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. I had to stop watching it. Because I had to compose myself because I was at work. Well, I mean, the best part about the web series was the web series, but Megan's self-funded for your consideration campaign included one single billboard in LA. Have you seen the picture of it? No. I'm going to pull it up. So the billboard has three faces. One is Megan crying. One appears to be Megan smirking. And who's the guy in the background? (laughs) 
That's there's, Megan laughing. Oh, there's the third person also Megan? Yeah, they're all Megan. All right, I couldn't see the last It says, days. quote, I'd like an Emmy for my web series, Megan Amram, future Emmy nominee. <laughs> well, current Emmy nominee. That's what I aspire to be. Is there anything else happening on television? Well, okay, I think we should address it. We're huge challenge fans. We are. Since back in the days. Before we even met, we both independently were challenge fans. We were. That was one of the first things we bonded over. TJ Lavin's shtick. Absolutely. But I am not in any rush to watch this season. That makes one of us. I need to watch it. Okay. Here's my issue. MTV is marketing this as the final chapter in a three-season saga. I know, you're so wrapped up in, in the way that this the season's... Be, who cares? Once once it starts going... And but my issue is half of the cast was brought in on the second part of this saga. So if we start watching tonight, I won't know who half those people are because they're not even from the real world Road Rules Fresh Meat family. I know, but how many times have they brought new people in and we've been fine with it? Like we, they. I they... hate new people. I cried when Baskin-Robbins changed its logo. I don't like change. Wait, what? When, cried when an ice cream store changed its logo. I don't like change. I'm contemplating some changes in my life right now. <laughs> I was just traumatized when I walked into my local Baskin Robbins and it was all different. What was different about it? They changed it from the kind of like 31 with the scoop over it and the dots to this like Cartoon font BR. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. Okay, so you're bringing your Baskin Robin baggage into one of the greatest franchises in the history of competition reality shows. You're going to let your ice cream baggage ruin this I don't want to watch people from British television like Geordie Shore and X on the Beach. And I don't want to watch people from CBS Big Brother I don't on either, the challenge. Guess what? Along with that, you get CT. You get bananas. I think we'll be okay. I'm confident it will be just fine. <laughs> Why are you making that face? Because I'm right? I'm not happy. About the, ch- about the challenge? Do a fresh meet. Do another season of The Real World. Do another season of Road Rules. It was bad enough when you started pulling people from Are You the One? That fine, but we'd be totally cool with it if they started pulling people from Floribama Shore, which we advocated for last week. Or it just shows that how great would it be if they started folding in people from uh what the hell's the name of the show? Uh Teen Mom. <laughs> how awesome would it be if Caitlin from Teen Mom had to go against Lauren or Laurel? <laughs> I'm sure that's next. I'm, I'm into that. I'm horrified. This. What about Gary? What if they put Gary on the challenge? This pure show. <laughs> what if Gary had to run the race in like Mount Kilimanjaro? It's like a three day race, and Gary had to climb a mountain. That'd be fucking great. So I guess we'll watch the challenge this week. <laughs> I guess we'll watch it, and we'll talk about it next week. There'll be a new episode of CB Stroik. That's right. I don't know if we'll talk about it really, though. 
No, but just as soon as. But really, I mean, watch the show, read the books. Before we go, Sally Ann, we got your tweet. We want to talk to you. We love you. 495 is fantastic. We want to talk to you. We would both quit our jobs in a heartbeat to go work for you. No comment, but yes, we would. All right, you guys. Thanks for sticking with us for another episode of Basic Cable. Please subscribe. Please rate. Tell your friends if they watch any of these shows. Um, We're just trying to build a little base here. Yeah, we love our friends and family, but we don't want them to be the only ones that listen. Yeah, no, I don't want them to listen at all. <laughs> only strangers. Music for Basic Cable is provided by bensoundmusic.com. We appreciate your sounds. They sound great. Thanks, Ben. And if you want to sponsor us, if you want to give us free stuff, if you want to send us money, just email us at basiccablepod at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at basiccablepod. Thanks for listening. We love you.